Hey everyone, welcome to Fully Filled. This is Melissa and Luke, and today we have a very special guest, Jay Martin Jr. Jay is a loving husband, father, and friend. He's a podcaster, public speaker, and he works in media. Jay has done everything from national commercials to hosting live events. Jay, how are you today? I'm great. How are you? Thank you so much for having me come on. You see behind me, I have my Christmas tree because it's that time of the year. It's the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> okay, maybe it's a little too soon. We haven't even had Thanksgiving yet, but I wanted to change the environment because 2020 has been a little bit crazy and I'm super grateful just to put up a tree and some lights and we have over a hundred snowmen in the house, but let's do this. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, yes. I am super grateful for this opportunity and I know Luke is as well. Um, although you and I have only recently met through Luke, you and Luke have known each other for some time and Luke, I would love it if you could just give us a little more information on how you all met and how your lives continue to intertwine. Yeah. Yeah, Jay and I, what, what do you think Jay, about a year ago, <laughs> yes. we probably we met through church. The mm. first time I saw Jay, um was at church leading worship i was like that guy's different his voice <laughs> is amazing this is no flattery whatsoever jay has a beautiful voice but we didn't necessarily meet during that time mm -hmm. um you know i think the first time jay where did you see me it was during um covid and the gyms were closed right yes and yes and i kept me, seeing this i kept jay seeing this like amazing guy like this, this Ken doll figure running around <laughs> was a real, a real person though. <laughs> He's doing stuff at the park. And I'm like, who is this guy? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I had to work out on the monkey bars mm -hmm. at the park because COVID obviously canceled the gym. So I had to get my workout in somehow. So I used the monkey bars as some pull-ups and dips. And that's when Jay and I crossed paths. So we live in the same complex. Mm -hmm. and he also would get his beard uh lined up by my roommate jay's always right. Right, Jay? jay's always staying fresh listen i'll say this i'll say this i was like covid listen you know i'm already bald and and now i can't wear the clothes i want to wear but you will not make me look like garbage i'm getting this beard lined up and we had a mutual buddy he was like, Jay, just come see me. I was like, we'll wear our masks. We'll do what we got to do. But I don't want to look like garbage in America. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And you will always catch Jay with a perfectly lined up beard. Oh, God. I don't think I've ever caught Jay without a lined up beard. There's been some moments. And I, was, I did, I'll never forget this. I did a commercial. And I'll never forget one of the comments was, my gosh, this beard's so clean. I wonder if he buys it as a wig. I was like, <laughs> wig beards? Oh man, that's insane. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Yeah. But um, I remember we had a good conversation there. And um, it was based off of, I'm not sure exactly what it was based off of, but we had decided from there, we should, we should get some workouts together. Right, and, right. Um, that's where it started. And Jay, do you want to kind of continue it there? Just kind of explain... Yeah. Even the depth to it, right? Because we realized our friendship, at first it may have looked physical just because mm -hmm. um, we were just going to the gym, right? And we had mutual friends, but we, we began to realize there was more, more to our friendship and, and there was mm -hmm. a lot of emotional, there was an emotional side to it. Right. And Jay tells that so well. And um, Jay, you want to speak to that a little bit? Because I think yeah. this is, uh, a lot of times where God can work behind the scenes and we can expect them in every area. Well, I think what the interesting thing with 2020, previous to 2020, I think that everybody was doing life. And I won't say that people maybe weren't intentional. I just think we were in the, 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 the rush of life. We go to work, we do our thing. And so then 2020 hits and we think we're gonna be like, yeah, 2020 vision, let's go. And I believe, I believe we got 2020 vision. It was just maybe not what you wanted to see that God wanted you to see. So now that you see, you're like, oh, okay, got it. But um, I honestly think that 2020 has caused, I would say, a lot of people to be intentional um, with relationships. And I think that's what it was for us. It was more than just like, well, yeah, we wanted to be intentional about the workout. 
But then also there was this connection about wanting to grow, wanting to learn about each other. You know, at the time when we met, we were dealing with the country still racial injustice. We're dealing with, you know, the frustration of having to lock down and COVID and all of these different things and protect. And so there was this connection to where we could talk about something that was greater than the things that we were physically seeing and experiencing. Our common ground was God is still good. And so in our moments of like, when they did begin to open up the gyms and we would talk and stuff like that, we're like, we would talk about just like life or things that we have faced or perspective on things. And I'm super grateful to not just be a man in America, but to be a black man. And at, at that moment, when we started working out, the tension in the country was high, but yet and still, I didn't feel that with you. You were like, I want to know, talk to me about it. At the same time, it gave me a platform to kind of just share the journey that it's been like to live in, in America. Um, and so I'm super grateful because it was very, um, I think because it was weird. It's like we were both intentional on wanting to know each other, but from a common ground. So there was no room for whatever we were saying to ever be offended because we were always looking from the, the perspective of like, well, where's Jesus in this? Right. You know, so and I think that's how we just like really connected. And I and I and it's I cannot wait to get to know you more, Melissa. <laughs> but I know for Luke, for, for you and I, man, it was kind of like, you know, you have this um, this thirst for wanting to know, you know, I want to know how do I walk through this life? And so I've only been around for, you know, don't be fooled by my skin. I might look like I'm still in my 20s, but baby, add some more numbers. <laughs> I'm 37. And so, but I'm super grateful for the experiences that I have. And to anybody that wants to take a moment to listen. And I'm even, I mean, I thank God that, you know, I've, I've said the saying of, if you're teachable, you're reachable. So there's something about a person that when they sit with you and they're listening and they really are intentional with them wanting to listen to you, it reaches something on the inside to that other person. I think that's how our friendship, it was just a constant conversation that wanted to keep going. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah thank you for those words, Jay. And, yeah. you know, it, remind, it reminds me of something, you know, that someone spoke into my life earlier. It's like, you can either learn from people that have experienced life and take that into your own journey and not make those mistakes, or you can make those mistakes yourself. And I think mm -hmm. there's certain people in our lives and you, Jay, absolutely. You're one of them in my life to where it's like, I can learn and listen from you based off experience and take that into my life and dodge a lot of uh, mistakes I could make. I could take that instead of making those mistakes. And I think that's so special. I'm so grateful for our relationship, man. I'm, I, I truly am. And I, I believe God brought us together for a reason. Right. And where we really saw that was near the end, right before I came back to New Mexico, I was going through a situation yeah. uh, where someone in my family was going through a health issue. And I was, I was just really down about it, to be honest. And I was at my lowest point with it. And I was in the gym and Jay, do you want to describe a little bit of, of yeah. um, in which brought you there? That was a crazy moment, actually, because you and I were, we had started this whole, like, kind of like a program, you know, upper body, lower body, don't die, you know? <laughs> so it was like this thing, you know, yeah. I was just trying to, you know, to keep up with like, you know, Luke is like, we would go for runs after our workout and I'll go right back to it, but we would go for runs and he'd be ahead. And I'd be like, keep going. You're my leader. Keep going. And I'm like, God, I can't see the leader now. He's too fast. God, <laughs> I'm like, come back, come back. I can't see him scared. No, but it was so interesting that day because I'll never forget. I, I my day was to do cardio and I was kind of like, oh, I'm tired. My, my body's sore. Um, but I knew I was supposed to run that day. And so here's the crazy thing. I had pulled into the parking lot and I was like, eh, I don't feel like getting out, doing what I gotta do. So I turned on and left and something was impressing on me. You need to run, you need to go to the gym. So I turned back around, went back to the gym and then 
all of a sudden I looked to the right and there you were. And God at that moment said, I needed you to run to Luke. I need you to go to the gym, but run to Luke. And so it's so interesting when, you know, you feel like you don't want to do something, but actually God wants you to do something. And it's more about, are you willing to go beyond what you physically feel? At that moment, you were just sitting there on the machine and I walked up to you, you shared some things about what's going on health-wise with your family. And at that moment, I was super grateful to be able just to, regardless of who was in the room, I was very grateful to be like, can I pray? Can, you know, you wanna talk? We hugged, it was emotional. And I was like, bro, go be with your family. And I'm super grateful that instead of me going off how I was feeling, I went off what the impression of what God was telling me to do. And you just don't know what, who is waiting on the other side of your obedience. I really believe that there is lines of people's hearts waiting on the other side of you making a decision to respond to what God wants you to do versus what you want to do. Woo! <laughs> I'm really, that's huge, you know? That is yeah. so true. And that's, and that's the thing, Jay. And, and just to express how I felt after that, right? Jay coming up to me and being super kind and praying over me in the middle of the gym, right? And not an ounce of that was to be seen by the public eye. N nothing um, about that was to be seen by others. And it was in the midst of the gym, right? And it was just like, nothing else mattered at that point, except for Jay uh, turning to his brother and, and loving him through through prayer and turning to God. And I have to say, I felt so much peace from that, um, from being in, in super down and sad to, to peace, knowing that, um, and you know, from that, you know that you're meant to do this life with others. You're meant to do this life with others. We're meant to be around others, to support each other, to encourage each other when one person is down, um, to be there for them. And that was just a prime example of when we learned that this friendship was more than just physical. This friendship was a was something deeper. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's that's in short how Jay and I met. Right. Now I'm super, I mean, I think we all, and Melissa, you can probably jump in on it any moment, but I know we all have gone through moments where you realize, oh, there's something more than what you're actually thinking it is. And here I'm thinking the benefit is Luke's cool. He knows what he's doing. And I'm going to get, you know, instead of having a one pack, I'm going to get a six pack. No, thank God I got a six pack. Listen, let's not be lying. <laughs> hey, we getting there. We getting there. <laughs> You know, but it's, but you know, I, I, in my mind, I'm thinking one thing and God's like, no, I actually have something bigger. And sometimes we just can't see it. We can't see it in the moment, but you know, I'm so convinced that everybody you've come into contact with, you know, if it's God, he's already equipped you for that friendship, you know? So, so that's true. really good. Yeah. Jay, and you talk about your, you know, your following of Jesus and like having God bring you to Luke that day. When would you say you first encountered Jesus and recognized that he had a path for you that wasn't what you were possibly on? You know, I, the funny thing is, is I come from a pastoral um, background. Uh, my dad is, <laughs> my dad um, is a pastor and so grew up in church, you know, even when he wasn't a pastor, he was an evangelist and things like that. So I know it was like to travel and see different things, but I also had desires that got put on the inside of me. I would probably say it wasn't until I turned 13, went to a camp and I had my own experience. You know, you can grow up in something and still not have your own experience. Whew. And you're only doing it because it's the motions of things. A lot of people are doing that today. They're only doing it because it's, you're going through the motions, but you haven't had your um, own experience beyond just doing the motions. And so honestly, growing up saying, you know, by the time I was 13, I had already sang in nursing homes, been on stages, did been at big events with my dad, all of this different stuff. But yet I was just doing it because, well, that's the right thing to do. And it wasn't until I had my experience with Jesus when I was 13, I went to camp and I heard a still small voice, you know, in the midst of everything. And that still small voice was like, hey, if certain things don't change, will you always be willing to change? And I will be with you. And I felt this warmth. I felt like, okay, not knowing that I would face some things going, I would face things as I go through life, but he was always there. And there was a lot of times where 
it required me to have to make an adjustment, but he was with me in it. So I think at the age of 13, and then I had another, you know, as I began to grow and, and have my own relationship with Jesus, my grandmother was a huge instrument in my life, huge instrument. And unfortunately she is, she just passed away, but she was like my hero where she would read the scriptures. She would pray with me. She would cry with me. She would say, this is how you, you know, sometimes just talking to God, we make it so hard. It's really just, just having a conversation like you're having it with a human being. He's right there. Just start talking. And actually you don't even realize when you start talking, that's actually your prayer to him. And it made it so simple to make it more engaging. So I think there's just moments in life where I just would have experiences with God, but it started really at 13, I would say, when I began to do that. And it evolved. I began to get into acting and everything was geared around, I just want to know that you're with me. From any role, from any opportunity, God, I just want you to be with me. I don't want to sing. And because, you know, you can get up there or do anything and God is not even with me. Even in the room, you're just on your own, and that is frightening. That is frightening. I never want to, and I just thank God, you know, because He said He would never leave us or forsake us, you know. But I never want to move ahead of timing. I want Him to be with me. I want Him to usher me into those those spaces. So it really began like again, like when I was 13, and just experiences have have allowed me to grow closer. But then I've had experiences where I felt like I was so far from God because of circumstances and situations. So, but there's always that reminder that he will never leave me. Yeah, yeah. And it sounds like, you know, Jay, just from your experience at 13, um, how, how unique God is and how he calls each person, right? It's not one certain way. That God right. calls everybody. He's so um, unique in that way as far as how he calls a certain individual. And it sounds like it was so specific to you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's encouraging because it's like, it shows how much he cares for us, right? Right. It shows right. how unique we are, how we're, we're um, made differently. Right? Mm-hmm. Would, you say, would you agree with that, how um, God works uniquely in each individual's life? Oh, I, yes, for sure. I mean, and I think it's so easy to fall into the comparison game because um, we've heard statements of, you know, and, and it's true. If he if he'll do it for you, he'll he'll do it for me. Yeah, but how he did it for that person was tailored for that person. But he's still a healer. He's still a miracle worker. It's just what is God for you? And so there are things that we go through as individuals where God knows exactly how to reach your heart. And so for me, he knew that the person that I am and he knew the path, he already knows my ending. So he knew for me that Jay is going to constantly be making adjustments. Not that, and here's the thing, most of us need to make adjustments, right? (laughs) We need the adjusting. But I think for me, he knew that the what he put on the inside of me i'd be quick to change a lot of people are not quick to change that is something that even people have told me like jay may get in a moment he may have a moment where it's like a little bit of a funk and he's like uh but i'll quickly adapt and be like no there's something greater or god's doing something let me make an adjustment because what's on the other side it goes back to what i said before what's on the other side of me being able to quickly change what if i was so stuck to i'm going home i'm not working out I would have missed my moment with you. Me being quick to change or adjust allowed me to run into somebody else that now God can show up in a space. So I think everybody's relationship with God is different and it is tailored tailored for their life. He will be what he will be what you need. Right. That's the biggest thing. He will be what you need. So, yeah. And I mean, from everything that you do career-wise, it shows that you are quick to change and you have so many projects that you're working on. Can you elaborate and give us an idea of what it is that you're passionate about? And not only that, but elaborate on the podcast that you're working on. So I'm super grateful. Number one, the podcast, the Dry Project podcast, I called it that because I believe that all of us, every single one of us that have, you know, the ability to breathe and live and dream, we're all in the making process. We're not done. I don't think we are done until the day that we actually see God himself. And we're like, all right, that project is finished. But until that happens, 
I believe we're constantly evolving and becoming something, something great. And so, but then at the same time, I've been able to step in other different spaces from commercials and gosh, been able to sing on different platforms and do certain things. And I am grateful, you guys, I am so grateful because there's also the flip side to Jay. Because of certain things that I have gone through, it has at moments have, has allowed my confidence, it would just be a shot. And I'm super grateful to learn that my confidence is not a man, it is in God. And because of that, he will put you in spaces that you're like, well, Lord, what are you, why am I here? Or <laughs> I know you put this dream on the inside of me. How's this happening? And each one I'm super grateful for. I'm grateful for. And to even have the podcast, you know, to have a voice. The biggest thing, if you ask me, Jay, what is your dream? I want to be a liaison. Liaison. What is that? I want to be a bridge between the world and the church. And the reason why is because I really believe there are people in the world that are afraid to step into churches because they meet people that just are super religious and judgmental. But then you have people that are amazing in church and they have talents and gifts, but they're super afraid to step outside of that because they're like, oh my God, I'm going to miss God. I was that individual. I God would put these things on the inside of me, but I was told like, you know, you can't, why would God give you something that would take you away from him? I'm like, no, I actually want to take what he's given me and share it to the world so that way it's not about me. It causes people to see that, oh, wow, you can love Jesus and be successful at the same time in church and out of the church. And so I, I, that is my dream. I don't know what that is. It's maybe like the connect man or something. I don't know, but he's allowed me to step into spaces to where people have literally said, oh my God, I just saw you on that Amazon commercial. And oh my God, you're leading worship on Sunday. You can do that? Yes, you can. You just have to be willing and you have to be yielded, not just to the process, but to God and his plan. And it's not easy. Many days, I had just made a post where I, I just said, you know, there are days when there's super highs and there's super lows, but in between the high and the low is the balance of who God is yeah. and having to lean on that. And so that is my dream is to be able to do like I have media. Um, and, and even if it's just a smile, even if it's just, you're going to make it, you're going to get through this. And then you could turn around and you could see me at my local church where I'm there for people and loving people and sharing with them like, hey, this is the journey, this is the process. Because a lot of us wanna skip the process in life and I wanna show the process. I wanna show you what it's like, hey, I'm not the greatest at everything, hello, but what he has blessed me with, can I show you the process of how it works, so. That's really good, thanks for sharing that, Jay. I think, you know, you speak to the why behind our podcast, you mm. know, um, because, the why behind it is we're called to go in every area and every avenue of life. It's not just within the four walls of the church. Right, it, right. And people are called to different areas. And like you said, it can be intimidating. But the thing is, it's that's what I'm intrigued by, how that works, right? You can find Jay on billboards, right? In commercials. <laughs> He's a podcaster, right? Mm -hmm. um, talking about IRS um, accounts, right? Flexible accounts like that. He's traveling around the world speaking. This is his life, right? But he's got this faith in Jesus, which, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, that's your foundation, right? Yes. And mm -hmm. your career is, is the beautiful cherry on top that comes with that. Right. And what I'm intrigued to know, Jay, is how that works in your life. Is it mostly action? I know you had said, hey, you catch Jay on the news, right? Because you were just on the news um, on election day, speaking on a, a, a talk show. And then you catch Jay leading worship at church. That's one way that Jesus is shown through you, Jay. But <laughs> what do you think as well? Do you think it's through character? Do you think it's through action that, mm -hmm. that people see this in you? Because I feel that when I'm around you. I feel something oh, different. Thank you. And I feel a light around you. And, and that's, that's pure honesty. Thank um, you so much. Yeah. Can you speak to that a little bit? Because I'm really intrigued to know uh, how that works within within your path. Well, I, I, you just said the word character. Um, that's huge. I think there's a statement that is said to be like, your character will keep you where your charisma can't. 
And I think that is so huge because for me, I will say, people will tell me I'm very energetic. I'm, you know, I'm bubbly and you know, my grandma say happy go lucky. Um, but she would strive in me have that balance of character because here's the thing, there's a lot of charismatic people um, that can say the right thing they can dress the part, do all of it, but at the end of the day, their character. And what shapes your character, I really believe, is God. Um, you have to have a foundation in him. And so for me, I, I really strive. Now, does that mean you're perfect? No, because if you are perfect, then you can never be an example and be used to help somebody else. So the, the, the thing is not to be perfect, but are you willing to be challenged are you willing we don't use words like are you willing to be corrected are you willing to be directed and i think that comes from god shaping and molding your character it comes from having a strong inner circle you need people in your life you know you guys i'm sure can testify to this you need a circle that will tell you no you need a circle that will say hey go this way or maybe we can try this not control but you're willing to um be submit it to a space to where you're like, hey, I give you permission to help guide me to help as I go through this journey. And so I have had many bumps in the road, but can we talk about that? I've had many bumps in the road where I've had people in my life that the character, mm -mm, a lot of charisma, the character. And so then you end up in spaces that you're not supposed to be in. And I thank God for my wife. I thank God. My, if, you know, when I think of character, I do think of you, you guys like me. My wife is steady as she goes. Like <laughs> the train is moving. It is not stopping and it is consistent and it will stop where it needs to stop and go where it needs to go. That is my wife. And a lot of times I, you know, um, I, it seems like I'm more of the, the vocal one, but she is very vocal, especially in my life and in other people's lives. But the consistency of who she is, you know, it's funny because when I, when I actually look for consistency and I'm like, Jesus, I want to see you. He shows me my wife. Right. And my wife is not surprised. It is very consistent. And that's what I crave. It's the peace. And I'm super grateful because she makes me want to be a man that is not just charismatic and say anything to get out of anything, but to actually be a man of my word, yeah. um, to actually walk this thing out. And it might take longer to get to certain spaces that you are dreaming of, but the character, when you get there, the character will be so much louder It'll be loud. Yeah, you can smile and be like, hey, everybody, it's me, Jay. But behind that, I want people to be like, you know what? But that guy, he'll stop and pray with you in the middle of anything. Character. That man, you're not going to catch him at some weird shop, you know, <laughs> or something. Just character. I mean, let's just be real. Character, you know. And so I think it's a, it's a big, it's a really, really, really big thing. And I think that is what America, uh, to be honest, is mourning right now. America is mourning character. Ameri People are like, I don't know what it is. I know what the heck it is. America lacks character. And it lacks it in its leaders. And so we're searching. We're searching for something beyond. You know, so if I could be just an example of you could count on me um, beyond just my words, you know, that you can count on me that, you know, I'll be there for you. I'll show up for you. I'll pray for you. I think that means so much more because I did not have that. So everybody said a lot of good stuff to me, but when it came down to the, the hard moments, it was like, it would just fall out, you know? So I, I'm super grateful um, for that. I'm super grateful. And I strive to be like, Hey, not perfect, but if I can at least be an example that is yielded to God's process and what he wants. Right. It helps build great leaders. Yeah. So. Yeah. I could... Go ahead. Go ahead, Melissa. No, Melissa, go. go. <laughs> well, I just think it's so important what you said about character, because what you're speaking to is how you can, how you can almost fake character through charisma. Mm-hmm. Listen. Character through charisma. Mm -hmm. And time usually tells. 
But I think that there's something deeper when, when Jesus is fueling it. And I think Jay would agree with this. Jesus is so involved. God is so involved with the energy, right? the want, right? The character comes a lot of times through the Holy Spirit working in you. Right. And the thing about it, right? When that happens, a lot of times in my experience, when I see people like Jay, people walking with Jesus, there's something different you feel. There's just something different, right? Mm -hmm. And it's something, and we all have intuition. And I think people feel that whether they're following Jesus or not, that there's something different about this person. It's not just charisma. Mm -hmm. Like you said, this person will stop with me. They'll talk with it. They'll listen to me. They'll Mm -hmm. do things for me that I'm not familiar with. Authenticity. Authenticity. It's the word. So Mm -hmm. if you think it, a lot of times, you know, um, because, because God works in his timing. He works in his timing. We can't force that on people. Do you think uh, there is a reason why, why it takes time for people to see character in, some, in somebody? Well, it's, it's all about that relationship. You know, people, we have become such people of convenience. Yeah. We've become people of um, what's the easiest way. I mean, I think about my prime example is my wife. We've been together for married for 16 years and we have three beautiful kids. And, but it takes time as you spend time with that person. You know, when you get married to somebody, you're saying that you're going to devote your life to becoming something and learning. And I don't think people, I'm not going to say all people, but I, what I have seen due to, we want things to happen so fast that we're willing just to go with a smile and a whimsical wink, but then we don't know, we don't take the time to get to know the person. So then when something happens, you're shocked. And you're like, well, you wouldn't have been shocked if you you would have thought to yourself, I'm in it for the long haul. And not every relationship, it's like seasons. Not every one of, one of them are meant to be forever. But I'm just talking about just real relationships. And I think that, you know, you have to be willing. And if you got like three to five good friends, you are doing better than the average person because most of us have 50 fake friends. <laughs> we have 50 fake friends and not one person, you really know their character. So it's like, I think it is so important that you invest, that you take the time to spend quality time with people that, you know, it's, it's you. Think about it. I'm just going to go get lined up. But we kept going into conversations. We kept talking. Then all of a sudden, I see you running. Then I'm like, I see you again. Let's exchange numbers. Investment. Then all of a sudden, let's work out together. Let's actually do it. Investment. Then let's start talking about life. Let's get beyond just like the weights are cool. Let's talk about how are you? What's, where are you at? Where am I at? It's that intention. So then it gives space for moments of grace to step in as you're growing and you're learning. But I think you can't just be the mindset of, well, this is a contract relationship. Let's get the weights in. I'll never see you again. You have to be open to going beyond just the immediate moment what needs to be fixed you have to be in it for the long haul and so but that's how character is tested through circumstances through life experiences and you get to know the person and some people here's the crazy thing but there are some people that you meet one time and you feel like you know them you feel like all of a sudden there's this connection and so but then as you begin to grow you know so i think when it comes down to and then authenticity is a big one you know, people were lacking. I mean, to be honest, it's hard to find authentic people today because we've been pulled, snatched and tucked. You know, <laughs> we don't know what we're looking at today, you know, and it's because we're afraid to show the real us because we don't think who we really are is enough. Now, I'm not against if you got to do a little stuff to, you know, keep things tightened up, but I'm just talking in a general way. <laughs> She's dying. Melissa's dying. <laughs> you know, do what you feel you got to do, baby. No, and I just thank God for this kid, you know, but, I, but I'm, I'm grateful for the aspect of, you know, it's something serious about just authenticity, you know, being real. Somebody says something to me and it changed my life. Jay, you go ahead and keep continuing to be what other people want you to be. 
when the real ones show up, they won't be able to find you because you unchanged in 20 different masks. That's good. So I learned in my first commercial that changed my life was my Amazon commercial. I'll never forget walking on set, seeing the powerful people in the room, you know, the powerful people in the room and you're like, oh my gosh, it's you, it's them, okay. And I'll never forget, I was waiting for a script, you guys. I was waiting, I saw the whole set and I had rehearsed in my head, they're gonna want you to play this character, that character, do this. And what was so strange was I went up to the director and I said, okay, so where's my script? What do you want me to be? You know, I'm super pumped for this. And they're like, oh, we hired you to be you. Amazing. And I'll never forget that day because here up to this point, I had been thinking I need to be somebody else to make it. And my biggest debut where millions watched was me. And I realized at that moment, a lot of times the very thing we're chasing after and what we're trying to be like, people are really just looking for the real you. And if you would just be you, the doors would fly open. My first paycheck for the world I wanted to step in was me being me. So what does that say? Not saying that you won't get other roles, but that was for me. God needed to get to me to let me know that I was enough. And I think that is a message that I will carry with me all the way until I take my last breath. You know, the, the whole mindset set, uh, the whole mindset of like, I am enough. I am somebody. I have talked about that and I will continue to talk about that. And I wanna give people spaces for them to be authentic and real and show the real side because there are so many people waiting. Now you can attract what you pretend to be. But when you need the truth, it won't be found. So it is better you start telling the truth now. It's better you be yourself and let those doors open up for you. So I will never forget that day. I will carry that all the way. I'll tell my kids, hey, I tell my kids now, be you. Oh, the best version of you is you. Yeah. And that's and think about it. What if, here's my example, here's it, here we go. What if Jesus went through all that stuff and then he gets to the cross and he's like, oh, it's not really me. It's somebody else. And I'm not here. I'm not going to die for you. Like it was all pretend. I was just going through the emotions. That's how we are living today. And we are missing out on breathing into people's lives to resurrect. Mm. So be you, be you. It is so important to be you. I'm so glad that he saw it all the way through and Jesus was himself. He had an assignment and he finished it and he was himself and he didn't change nothing. And he did it just for us. And that lets me know if he went through all that, then, then I can go through my process and be me and I can help change people's lives by his helping. So I, I, I think it is so important to be authentic. I'm sorry I went on that tangent. I hope it helps somebody, but I just, you know. Yeah. I mean, God was so loud and clear in that Amazon commercial for you, right? I mean, oh. it's so nice if he was able to communicate everything that we need to know that way. That's that trust factor though. You have to listen to that still small voice and, you know, and I also believe that that still small voice will be in people's voices as well for your life. That's why you need a good circle. People will help guide and shape you you know, through the process, so. And you talk yeah. about your wife being a woman of wisdom and, you know, that like stronghold for you to continue to be that man that you want to be. Um, can you tell us how you met your wife and how that journey began 16 years ago? Oh, Lord. You know, it's funny. I wouldn't recommend this today. My wife and I, now, now this is our story, right? <laughs> but when you know, you know. So, um, my wife and I ran in the same circle of friends. We ran in the same circle of friends. And um, I'll never forget the day we were kind of like a little bit eyeing each other, you know, stuff like that, you know. But here's the funny thing. She was like kind of seeing some, like looking at somebody else. And then I showed up. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and, I, and I'm younger than her by four and a half years. So, you know, hey. But... <laughs> But, I see you, Jay. I see you. Uh, you know, I'm trying, you know, my wife was always like, okay, mama, I see you, you know, but <laughs> I'll never forget. I was trying to teach somebody a dance and they could not 
bend the way I needed them to because I come from like I've done mime I've done hip-hop I've done jazz please I can pop lock and drop it you know yeah. I did all that stuff you know back in the day now I just don't want to pop and lock now because I need to go to the chiropractic so chiropractor <laughs> But um, I needed the girl to like bend like a certain move and she couldn't do it. And I just looked at, you know, Shannon, who's now my wife. I was like, hey, you. And I messed up. Hey, you. And so I was like, hey, you. And she dipped. And we've been dancing ever since. I remember I called her. You know, I'm young. I was, I was like 19, 18, 19. And I'm like, you know, this is how we, this is how I talked back in the day. I was like, you know, I'm not into the dating scene. I want to know if I could court you for marriage. <laughs> say that today to a girl bye <laughs> but you know i was like and she went with but she went with it she was like okay that was her words okay we went on a date july 4th we went on our first date july 4th and then she went to hawaii in august i flew to hawaii after one date and i proposed to her wow, wow. Here's the reason why. Now, people, like again, I don't recommend my lifestyle to nobody because I'm crazy. But what I'm saying for me, it wasn't, here's the thing. And I learned this through therapy. I'm such an advocate for therapy because I struggled for years in our marriage because in my head, now I do believe there's this overwhelming like, oh my God, I just want to be with you. I just want to touch you. I just want to love all over you. And I had those moments, but what it was that she gave me that I never had growing up through my childhood and through my teenage, I never had peace, never had peace. I did a lot of stuff with Jesus, never had peace that would pass on. And when I met Shannon, there was this peace that came over me. Now to other people, as I was going through, we went through challenges in our marriage, what marriage doesn't, but people would say, well, are you sure you love her? Are you sure you should be all this whimsical? And then one day my therapist said, well, God will give you what you need. And then he'll super exceed that. You, and, and I realized that my love language, what I needed, what I was searching for my whole life, God put it in her for me. And it was peace, this mm -hmm. ease. It was easy to love her. And so though we've gone through hard times, we, it, it, you know, and we would go back now and say, probably should have did like maybe 10 or 17 dates, you know, <laughs> but for us, that's what God did for me. And I learned that I'm so grateful to have her in my life that when I feel uneasy, because think about the stuff that I do, it's very uneasy. Right. There's a lot of spaces where there's no peace. It's your, it's image. It's you got to stay young. You got to you got to talk right. You got to, you know, do certain things. And you're afraid of getting older. I'm just grateful for the grace of God. And she just brings peace to me like you got it. You're called to do this. This is what God would not put that in you to die. And it puts a peace over me. So I am super grateful for her because I could not do. And I've heard people say this. But for me, I'm like, I really I would hate to go out there trying to do something and I don't have the support of my house that believes in me. Right. I'm grateful to have that. Yeah. That's really good. Jay. That's us. Almost 17 years. That's us. And we're still going. And we found out in a lot of spaces, you guys, where we thought we were so broken. We actually found out that we weren't as broken as we thought we were. We just needed a tune up. We just needed a tune up. And I'm so grateful for the aspect of just like, I'll never forget, I love her and she's her, um, um, you've, Billy and Jen Huffman, they're the pastors of 116 Church. And I'm super grateful because his wife said something, shout out to her. She said, if a car needs a tune-up, what makes you think a human doesn't need a tune-up? Why don't you think you need checkups on your marriage or on parenting? And so I'm super grateful that instead of us going into it like, what's wrong with us? It's just, oh, maybe we need a tune-up. And it helps us, speak to couples that are dating or they're about to get married like hey you're all right you just need a little bit of tune-up <laughs> and if you don't want to accept the tune-up then just tune out you know <laughs> you know right. so yeah you know jay um there's something that shannon you mentioned that shannon said during a point in your marriage where you know through following jesus we oftentimes refer when we're talking about marriage, the two, right, becoming mm -hmm. one, the two <laughs> becoming one. And you had said Shannon had mentioned something that was so wise oh, at that point yes. in your life. 
that that phrase, we mm -hmm. oftentimes miss out on the becoming part of that, right. on the becoming one. And we right. skip these steps and we don't focus on that becoming. And mm -hmm. I know that um, it drove a lot of the reason why you called your um, podcast what you did. And yes. It's drove uh, drove your life and your marriage. And it's been something that's been so meaningful to you. Did you want to uh, just elaborate on that a little bit and what that yeah, means? Yeah, I'm super grateful because, you know, I always go back to people will say, well, you know, Jay, he's, he's the talker. And I'm like, no, my wife will talk too. My wife talks in spaces where she knows there is value. And so she might be a woman of few words, but when she speaks, it is worth you listening. And so I'm super grateful because I'll never forget, you know, she was just talking and she says, you know, I think, you know, when I think about us, you know, we have focused so much. We have been drilled in our head through religion or through pastors, particularly that, you know, you need to be one, you need to be one with God, you need to be one in the spirit, you need to be one as one, you start thinking alike, being alike. And so you're trying to, and there's, there's a reason why there's certain things, we're all individuals, right? We're not all going to be the same. That's why God made each of us different. Yeah. But she said something to me. She said, you know, you know, you hear the statement of the two shall become one, you know, and what no man, you know, tear apart all that stuff. But she was like, but I think we so much focus on being one instead of the becoming process. What if instead of trying to be the same person, if we just enjoyed the process of becoming something great together? She says, I really don't think that we'll actually be one until we see Jesus. So until then, let's just enjoy the experiences of becoming something. That, for some reason, changed my mind, where all of a sudden, I wasn't so much trying to be perfect for her, but I was like, let's go on an adventure together. And so we've learned. We have grown together. And now our hangups sometimes, or our fights, because you know it happens, you know, or things that we say, we're like, this is a part of the becoming process. Here's what I'll have to say about that as well. I tell people, well, everybody wants to go to Hawaii, but let me ask you something. Would you like to go back to the Hawaii that was in the making process when it kept blowing up and plates were shifting? Probably not. But you're enjoying Hawaii today because something was disrupted. So, <laughs> Good point. so. My, my thing is, before you get to the place of where it's a, more of a, a coasting space and you're still going to have bumps, you're going to have some abruptions. You're going to have some moments. I mean, for goodness sakes, Hawaii is nothing but an, it's, it's all an, it's an island. And it was produced out of volcanoes erupting constantly and plates shifting and earthquakes. And now all of a sudden we're all in our bikinis and we're walking around in this place called heaven. But it wasn't always like that. Yeah. So that's why I go back to character being tried. Um, authenticity, spending time, growing, all of that is wrapped up in, are you willing to be invested even when it doesn't go the way you think it's going to go or it's not what you thought it was going to be? Now, there are some relationships where if there is domestic violence, if it's abuse, you are being harmed, please, I, please get out. Do what you need to do. Make sure you have good people. But I'm just talking about like little moments, circumstances where you just disagreements. Maybe it's the very thing that's needed to happen to then one day bring you into your Hawaii state of mind. <laughs> you know, it's like, wow, all of a sudden you're an example. All of a sudden, hey, there were moments and you can share that. And now people are enjoying the experiences that you endured. Ooh, yeah, that's yeah. real. People want to experience the, you know, the experience, the situations that you've endured because you're going to help them. You're going to be able to help them. And so it's so different now when, when she shared that becoming process, I was like, okay. And all of a sudden, this, this um, mindset of having to be perfect for her, I want to be what she, of course, desires and wants, but I'm talking about like, I need to think like her. I'm like, I look at her, who I know what you're thinking, you know, all the time. Well, I don't know what you think. I just, I'm not a psychic. That is not my calling. Nor do I want to be near that, you know? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I don't know what you're thinking. You need to tell me. You know, and we've learned those different ways of communication. So, and it helps even with ministry and it helps with life and jobs, everything is, you know, we know each other to the best of our ability, but we also know that, hey, we're in a becoming process. So we're not going to get everything right. Yeah. But we will, we will get there one day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I know um, 
you know, when you said that to me the first time, Jay, uh, what you just expressed, it reminded me of a quote from Kobe Bryant, right? Mm. The quote that he he uh, said that essentially just started spouting off about all his, the time he worked hard at night, he woke up early and worked hard in the times he didn't want to work and still did. Yeah. And, and the point of the whole quote was the dream is not the destination. The dream was the process. The dream was everything he went through. That's right. the dream. And it's because we don't want to talk beginning. about it. Right. We don't want to talk about. And I think if you listen to the podcast from start to finish, I'm currently in season three, eventually going to be wrapping it up. But everybody says what I love about the podcast, Jay, is that you're always talking about process. Even when people are sharing their stories, it's something about process. And I think we're so, you know, Instagram minded where we're like, it's like the sham wow rag. You know, if you do this, bow, you know, and it's like, that's not how life works. Yeah. You have to. It takes time. And could you talk about that? You know, um, people are so focused on the beginning and an ending, but what about that dash in the middle? What are you doing with that time? And how did you get through that space? You know, um, I, I've made it very clear. My dream one day is to be a talk show host. I've made appearances on talk shows now. I, there's opportunities to be a talk show host. I might not get those jobs right now. It could be two, three years down the road. What is the process between knowing what you want and getting there? Share that. That's what inspires people to not give up. That's what inspires people to, to hang in there, whatever that dream is, whatever that job you're looking for, whatever that relationship or friendship, hang in there because it will be worth it. it you might have to go through a couple of crappy friendships, but that does not mean that you are the most horrible person. You don't know how to be friend. Just keep showing yourself friendly. doesn't matter that you just went through a crappy boyfriend or girlfriend. It's like, okay, cool. Take a moment, breathe. Go buy an outfit, take your stuff to dinner. I don't know, you know, <laughs> do what you gotta do. But the one is coming, but why don't you be the one to yourself? Take care of you, just be there for you. The right pastor is gonna come along. Maybe the pastor that you sat with was, the, 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 the whatever was teaching just didn't hit home or there's some shady stuff that happened or whatever. But that's okay. For a wrong pastor, there is somebody out there that wants to shepherd you, that wants to love you. So you just gotta be willing to go through the process and endure it you know, and not just flat out give up because as long as you have breath in your body, you have the ability to dream and you can do something, yeah. you know? So hang in there with that process. And then you have to learn to find the beauty in the process. Be yeah. thankful for it. Begin to be thankful for that process as you go through it, you know, so. Very I love well that you said to share the process that you've gone through because that is a true leader. So many of us keep it inside and we don't share it and we don't teach others the lessons that we learned along the way or you know mm -hmm. what it would have been if we had done something different um and so for me that was huge for you to you know just speak wow. that you know it's something that mm -hmm. i think a lot of us struggle with sharing our stories sometimes is hard mm -hmm. yeah it's so true because you know we don't want to talk about certain things i love it my wife will share things that she's gone through with her own you know her own past and then i'll share the same thing with my own past and you know you know the thing is is um, the past is the past, but it can become powerful when you use it as a tool to help others. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you don't have to stay stuck. You can come out of it and it can become powerful in your present life to help change the future. So, you know, if you're going to give power to your past, um, allow your past to become a testimony. And some of us have extreme past and some of us have just maybe something small, but everybody's past is their past, but you could put power to it to help change the future, you know, for, for, for something good. And so there, I really believe that one of um, Shannon and I's assignment is to be there for people where they feel like, well, are you sure? Are you sure you heard from God? Are you sure this is the right space to be in? Are you sure, you know, this is the path you're supposed to be on and just trusting God in the midst of the unsure, knowing that he knows what he's doing, God, you know? So um, that's our family motive is to give hope to people. Yeah. Jay, um, I heard you speak about this, you know, when you were 13 years old and just now, like when you're being led by God, when, when you feel like he's speaking to you, 
Now, when you say speaking to you, can you elaborate on that a little bit? Are you talking audibly? Are you talking uh, through through nudging? Are you talking through feeling? Um, can you just speak think, to that a little bit? I think for well, for me, I know I have a lot of dreams. And so, and my sister would say, I know God be talking to uh, Jay because he's in his dreams. Because <laughs> no more than I have the dream, I'll see it happen. And it's it's so, yeah. and it's been like that since I was a kid. And um then there's seasons where I don't have any dreams. But I think for me, when I say speaking, I necessarily don't. I honestly don't know. I've never heard like, don't say of the Lord, he is right here. You know, <laughs> I've never heard that. But I really believe he'll speak through certain, through certain circumstances, through people. And you'll just know like, huh, well, that changed my perspective on that. Yeah. And I really believe that God uses people. He'll use things. And so for me, when I, when, I, when I feel like I've heard from him, it's either through somebody encouraging me, it could be through an encouraging me, through, through somebody encouraging me, to my wife, to friends. I'll be watching something. Listen, you know, and people think I'm crazy. You know, even sometimes lyrics and music, and it doesn't have to be saved. It just like hit the chord. You're like, you're right, Beyonce. You know, <laughs> you know but it, at that moment, you, you know, we're thinking. Right, you know, you, you could be thinking like, oh my gosh, it has to be, you know, this, oh my God, it was Kirk Franklin. It might not be Kirk Franklin. You might have heard the OJs and be like, wow, that line changed my life, you know. <laughs> but, but you know, it's just, you. I, for me, again, it goes back to God will tailor what you need for you. And so a lot of times it's lyrics. A lot of times it's through people. I, I would say biggest for me is through people. You know, I'll just get something encouraging or be something that I read, you know, and maybe there is somebody out there that says, I heard the Lord himself and he heard my cry and my groan and the angel came to my room and bust down the curtains, you know, and I'm like, wow, can I be there? Maybe not, I'm scared, I'm but you know, but everybody has their way. And so for me, you know, and sometimes it's just, like I said, it could be even you talking to yourself, self-talk yeah. could be the very, you think you're just talking and it could be God talking to you, ministering to your own soul. You don't know. There's right. many different ways. You know, this, what, did, what was in the Bible that God used a donkey? You know, come on now. God used anything to get a hold of you, right. you know? And so I'm super grateful um, for how he talks to me, yeah. you know? Yeah. Definitely. Um, you know, Jay, we're just thankful that you would come on and express what you did, man. Like I, wow. I, you know, I look up to you in a lot of ways and it's awesome. Like how we're talking about how authentic you are, how willing to share your story you are in, you know, how driven you are, man, because, mm. because I know there's driven people, but, um, I think something God does for us, um, mm -hmm. is he drives out selfish ambitions. Mm-hmm. So you're driven, yes. A lot of people are driven, but your drive comes out of a place to want to help people. And, wow. and I see that, and that's different, you know. Um, God, God kills selfish ambitions, and I've and mm -hmm. I've experienced that in my life. Would you say that that is something um, that has happened to you too? Yes, you know, I I, I said something to somebody before, and. I'm holding on to it is, you know, I want to remind myself about what's the one thing I need. And the one thing I need for me is God. I can't speak to everybody. Everybody has their one thing. But for me, for Jay Martin Jr., I have to have God as the balance, as the center. I have been a person, though, in my past where I chased everything and did not have the one thing. Um, and, and when that happens, it's literally like you're running, it's like, you're running with your head chopped off, trying to reach and grasp. It's like, it's almost like um, trying to hold on to sand. Yeah. And um, I've had to learn that if I have the one thing, then God will allow me to have everything, but I'm not focused on everything. I even, I even say on my podcast, I would do it for the one. You guys, I think we have to get back to the one. I would do it for the one. I would reach the one. You know, I don't podcast because I'm thinking of millions. I podcast because I think of the one. So when you do something, because you could change one person's life and your life never be the same. 
somebody was the one for me and they made me their one and it changed my life. And all of a sudden one duplicates itself and you begin to change your world, you know? And so I think for me, that is something that I hold on to and I, and I want people to, um, I hope they can do that for themselves as well as where they begin to focus on what's the one person you want me to reach God? Why am I doing this? Am I doing it? People will say to me, oh, you know, I bet you want to be famous. Mm, nah, it's not that. Um, yes, what we do comes territory. You want to expand your territory. You want to reach people. But at the end of the day, I know a lot of people, or I've heard, I'll say this, I know a lot of people, but then I also know certain people that they've said they're famous, yet they're so empty. And it's because they're like, I need to get back to the one thing. And so I definitely, when I think of everything that I do, I'm always thinking I'm just enlarging my family. That's it. One day my family will be so big. I want to be the brother. I want to be the uncle that you can count on. Um, that they're like, that's my uncle. That's, that, that's uncle Jay. That's, that's my brother, Jay. That's my friend, Jay. And we may not even be blood related, but because of how I handle character, how I love people, how I go after the one that it would just continue to grow. So I don't know. I just think that is something that's so big in yeah. life. It's so important because I think a yeah. lot of times social media and society has us wrapped around like how many likes or how many people are right. following us. And we right. get up in that and we forget mm -hmm. that, you know, yeah. next to us might just need a hello or a smile. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, I think that's a great point, Melissa, because your followers don't necessarily equate to your influence. No, I don't have the followers. Right. Some of my friends have like thousands and thousands and yet God will give me opportunity to do certain things that are mind blowing. Everything. Oh my God, you would think you have like 50 million followers or you would have like, you know, 20, 50, 70,000. I'm like, and my friend told me something, my, not my, my mentor, super close to me, um, that he basically was like, Jay, you're not going to win based on um, views. You're going to win based on content. So whatever you put out, be intentional because it could change the one person's life. Yes. Since and that day, I've been like, okay, that's it. I'm done. I'm not going to focus on. And sometimes you have moments you're like, gosh, I thought it was going to hit this or hit that. And it's like, what is your, what, why are you doing what you're doing? What, what you're doing? Right. Because if you're going after um, fame and all that stuff, you'll get there. But if you don't have the one thing, it won't keep you. It won't. So, the one thing, the foundation, the found God, fully fill you. Yep, that's gonna yep. fully fill you. And I love what you said. You said about speaking to the one because, like you said, you influence the one, and mm -hmm. it's a domino effect. We don't we right. don't see it, but the thing is, your influence on one person mm -hmm. can spread out into millions of people. Millions, and we don't see it, and and I don't think we'll see it till till after we go right you one know? day you'll look back and you'll see you know um, um all the people you know think about some of the greats that have gone on before us you know but they were i i bet you if they could come back they'd be like i just begin to focus on the one i began to think about that one person that would hear this song or would hear this message or hear this talk i thought about the one that their life would be changed and they would tell many you know yeah. So yeah. I, I think like that. I, I mean, anytime I put something out, I'm like, okay, God, it's on you and I'm here. And I just hope it reaches the one person that needs to hear this. And you don't know who's sitting. That's why I tell people consistency is key. Consistency is key. Really? You just don't know who's listening that could literally come in and be like, can I help you? Can I back this? Can I get this message out to more people? Because you changed me or the message, what I heard changed, you know, so... Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, Melissa and I said that right when we started the podcast, if this podcast encourages one person, if, mm -hmm. if God works through this podcast and reaches one person, it's worth it. Right. It was worth it. That's right. So true. So true. You have to think that way. And um, if you're, again, it just goes back to 
why are you doing what you're doing? Yeah. And if you focus on the fact of, I mean, we, I, I know we talk about Jesus and stuff like that, but I love it. I always think of God, you would have did that for me. You would have sent your son just for me, even though it touched millions and still touching millions upon millions upon millions of people, but you would have sent your son just for me so I could be free. So thank you for giving me a dream that somebody, if it's just one person, it would set them free. Why do you want your dream? Is it only to fulfill you? Is it so you can be seen? That's going to come along with what you do. People right. are going to notice it. That's a given. Hello. You know, who makes food and doesn't eat it? You know, <laughs> it's going to get tasted. It's going to be experienced. Yeah. So you might as well just get through the process of doing something, but just right. make sure that he's the focus and the center of it. Yeah. So. Well, thank you, Jay. Uh, once thank again, you. thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we're so grateful for you. And okay. um, I will be seeing you soon. When I yes. Come we'll get oh my gosh. going. I cannot and wait. You're going to get to know Melissa more. It's going to be great. Right. Melissa, I got to be able for some good food. <laughs> some good food over to the house. Yes. Oh, speaking my language. Someday. Oh, my gosh. I would love it. I would love it. Thank you guys so much for this opportunity. And I just, my prayer for you guys is that you would just continue to do what you're called to do. And, and at the end of the day, remember that there's somebody on the other side of your obedience. When I say obedience of you yielding to the call that is on your lives and you just don't know whose life is being changed because you said, let's do this. Let's, let's put out this episode. Let's, let's get up here and record. Let's get somebody on to talk, you know? And so you just don't know. And that's my hope for you guys that you would just continue to follow the direction that God has for you guys' lives and that you would see the fruit of what you believe. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, Jay.